Hello, and welcome to the 22nd episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am Samantha Blackman, one of your co-hosts, um, and I uh, am joined this um, this morning uh, by my two co-hosts, uh, Alex Lane and Sarah White. I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I specialize in minority rhetorics and digital humanities. Um, right now, my main area of interest is um, is video games. Uh, do games in education, games in culture, games as cultural artifacts. Um, and also, uh, as I said before, I'm joined by my two co-hosts this morning. Ladies, would you like to take a chance to... Uh, Introduce yourselves. Go ahead, Sarah. I can go. My name is Sarah White, <laughs> and uh, I teach um, up to the north of these two fine ladies at uh, wonderful Westville, Indiana, uh, at Purdue North Central, uh, the smallest satellite campus. And um, I try to write some fiction. I try to write some stuff about video games. I try to write anything that's on my mind and uh, this morning I was awakened by a big giant white cat sitting directly on my head oh, that's yeah adorable not enough room on the bed so plop on my face <laughs> <laughs> that's always my rule so I am Alex Lane I'm a, um, I'm a PhD student uh, in rhetoric and composition at Purdue University I specialize in uh, I don't specialize in anything yet. I am going to specialize someday in video games and gender uh, issues. Uh, lately, I've been looking at uh, sort of policies and, and things in the video game industry and how that uh, influences the, the gender, I want to like say discrepancy, but that's not the word, disparities. Anyway, some of the gender issues in the gaming industry. Mm. Um, and... Uh, I was not awoken by a white cat or anything sitting on my head. I was awoken by an, an alarm. So that's Aww. it's much Aww. more. It's much lamer. Aww. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Trust me. <laughs> that's good. Okay. <clears throat> so that's who we are. And we'll start with our usual things uh, this morning. Uh, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Those are always our fun things. We'll start with what are what you're playing. Um, Alex, would you like to start this morning? Yes, I want to start. Yeah. I have been playing tons of stuff. I'm playing Call of Duty Black Ops, obviously. Um, trying to get ramped up for the uh, the uh, release of Modern Warfare 3, which I'm very excited about. I've liked Modern Warfare uh, 1 and 2. They were my favorite of the series of the... Of the uh, um, Call of Duty series, so I'm very excited for number three, um, and you probably won't see me for about a week after that comes out, ladies, just so you know. I was going to say, I'm glad that's an off week for us. <laughs> I know, I know, that's for sure. Uh, I could still play while we record, I just wouldn't be very engaged. Uh, and then also uh, Lightfish, I think I talked to that was my indie game of the week last week, I think. Yes, right? I, yep, it was. It I was. think so, yeah. So I've been playing that, and then... Um, I've been playing, I played some uh, games for Halloween, and I got a, I, uh, I revamped an old uh, uh, Windows laptop that I have, and so I've been finally able to let go on and download some of the indie games that were only for PC that I've been dying to get. So I played a bunch of those for, uh, for 
the Halloween post that I wrote, and one of them is Limbo. Actually, I played that on the console, on the uh, Xbox 360. You can get it on XBLA. So yeah. I played Limbo, which is a really interesting game where you're, like, wake up in Limbo, and you are sort of, you don't really know what you're doing. You don't get a story right away, but eventually you find out that you're, you're like, searching for this woman who is your sister. Hmm. Um, but aren't you, like, a little kid? Yeah, you're a little kid, and, like, you don't ever see yourself. You're just, like, this black silhouette, and then you have, like, these white eyes, and it's like a platformer, but it's uh, it's re- it's yeah, it's a really strange game. It's not fun, exactly, but it's, it's uh, very dark. It's really and dark. Gruesome. It's I mean, you know, pretty, yeah, and gruesome. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, it's a little hmm. gruesome. Uh, I played the Haunted Hell's Reach, which is basically just sort of a slasher game that uh, it was fun, but it's fine. Uh, uh, which was whatever, and then Exotic, which like broke my machine down because it takes such a crazy specs to be able to play it which is like this really beautiful really complex uh third person first person shooter i think it's it's sort of like third person-y first person-y i think at the beginning you start off first person anyway so you're this uh you have this crazy stick that like shoots people and you're this alien going around and trying to uh kill these like pods that are giving the power to the thing that took over your planet. So that's a that was a if you have a, a good enough machine, that game would be really fun. I didn't enjoy it as much because my machine wasn't very good. Um, I played Death and the Fly, which is I don't know the reviews online of it were absolutely atrocious. They people hated this game, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. Like so, you get to be Death and you move through this level like a platformer, and then when you get to something, let's say you need to get. Uh, you need to get something that's up in the air. You switch, and you be, and you can switch your person, uh, and you you become a fly. So like your death's still standing there. So there you have like two characters going at once, and then like the fly comes through, and you can like get whatever you need to from up in the air. So it's really weird. Um, that sounds like a game that Emily Dickinson would have just eaten up. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, oh for sure, <laughs> for sure. It was a really yeah. interesting game. Uh, I played Zombie Trade Wars, which we're going to talk about in our main topic of today. So I'll save that for later. And then Tap Fish 2, which I did not kill all my fish. But apparently there's a glitch in the game where whenever you go to your friend's tank, all their fish appear dead, even if they're not. Um, <laughs> and I played uh, Frayed Knights, the skull of... What, how do you say that? I think it's Smackdown. Oh, yes, I'm sure it is Smackdown. Oh, yeah. Frayed Knights, the skull of Smackdown, not spelled how it sounds, um, which is my indie game of the week, so I'll talk about that later. Awesome. I talked forever. Sorry. You played a lot. I know. I was excited about my games. They were good. Well, I played a lot, too, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> I've played a number of different games. So I'm going to kind of throw some of them out there. Um, I played um, Rage of course, um, for our topic today. Um, I also played, uh, let's see, Fallout 3 um, again. Um, I played Fallout New Vegas again. Um, these are all kind of games that I was, those were games that I was revisiting. Um, I also played uh, the kind of narrative-y um, independent game that explores um Issues of sexuality and coming out the uh, the game a closed world that was done by that group at MIT that was hmm. a lot of fun, um, and I'm sure I'll write a post about that at some point. 
Um, I played uh, a bunch of kind of uh, XBLA and indie type games this week. Um, I played Orcs Must Die uh, <laughs> because I actually got that um, on live, had a sale um, that they were given. They were given. They were selling games, select games for a dollar. Oh, wow. um, if you had not um, previously purchased a game from OnLive, um, and and I was always pretty iffy about uh, what it was going to be like, what streaming what streaming console games were going to be like, um, so I never bought anything per se um, until this week when I uh, or last week rather when I when I downloaded Orcs Must Die, which was a whole lot of fun. Um, it's kind of a tower defense kind of game where you sit and you have to uh, defend your portal. Yeah, it um, looks really with, fun. I haven't played it yet, but I've been eyeing it up because it looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was a too. lot of fun. I mean, there, there's, there's, it's like shit for a story, but you just sit there and you bash the hell out of orcs um, and lay traps and try to, you know, try to keep them from getting to your portal. Um, and you have like a, on each level a certain number of orcs that can go through your portal before you lose. Mm-hmm. So you can just see that like the little ticker counting down as as an orc gets by you and runs through the portal. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely a kind of a good way to 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 spend you know twenty minutes at a time. Just play a level or two, um, and then go back to what you were doing. I played it a lot at work last week. Not that I have time for that kind of thing, but sometimes <laughs> you just need to, you know, if you're ever WPA, sometimes you just need to kill things. Um. <laughs> it was quite the week. I have a, my office is right by all the WPAs and, oh man, you can just tell when something happens. Everyone just stomps around and <laughs> just cussing all over. <laughs> um, I also played uh, Dungeon Defenders on XBLA. Um, it was another tower defense uh, kind of game um, where you actually have a crystal that you have to defend um, from a series of uh, trolls and orcs and other mythical creatures. Um, and you you can both defend with uh, weapons or melee weapons um, and traps. Um, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, there's a pretty substantial demo to really give you a good feel for it um, before you buy it. I think it's 1,200 points, I want to say. Um, but I think it's definitely worth it. Like I said, I've, I was, I've been in a tower defense kind of mood uh, for the last week or so. So I played that. That's a fun mood to be in. <laughs> that is a fun mood to be in. Um, so those were my tower defense games. Um, I, the indie game that I played, uh, this week that Alex also played was Fraid Nights, the Skull of Smackdown. Um, it's a Rampant Games game. Um, it's an old school RPG kind of game. Um, this is from the folks who did, uh, what was it? I think they did Kingdom of Kathleen. Yeah, Kingdom of Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've done a couple of other things that I've actually played. Um, and they've been, uh, kind of uh, XBLA games that I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was their, this was the first RPG, real RPG game that I played by them. Even though um, they have like a million, right? Even though they have like a million. No, I think they had like 35 on their page, but this was the first one I had played. Um, <clears throat> 35 RPGs, but they do, uh, they do other genres as well. 
But I think Alex and I will talk more about that at a different time. Um, Because we're writing a review of that one. Mm -hmm. The SmackDown Um, one? Mm -hmm. The Freight Night. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, And then, of course, uh, I played a lot of other stuff. Why? Because um, there was the crazy buy two, get one free sale at the local big box store for video games, like all (laughs) games. Um, So I bought... uh, <clears throat> Batman Arkham City, even though I wasn't supposed to buy it until I finished Arkham Asylum, <laughs> um, which I have not yet done. Um, I also bought Once Upon a Monster, the Sesame Street game, the Connect game. Um, I bought that for my little one. Um, and I bought Skylanders, the uh, Spiral's Adventure. Um, which is the one thing I, which what is the one game that I haven't had a chance to play yet? Um, and there's there's a whole post uh, on, that's going to be up on the blog about why I haven't had a chance to play that game yet. Um, and then of course this <clears throat> this Tuesday, um, Harvest Moon: Tale of Two Cities for the 3DS came out. Nice. It's been out for the DS. I want to say since the end of September, maybe. Um, but the 3DS version. Um, came out this week um, and uh, I had pre-ordered it and it came with the little stuffed alpaca <laughs> um, which is sitting on my desk at my, in my office it's on so campus. It's so cute. Yeah. No. The monster did not get her hands on it. <clears throat> um, Meredith. She never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's at least safe until she shows up in my office again. Um <clears throat> And like I said, I bought the 3DS version of it rather than the DS version of it. Um, but at the same time, the, th- the 3D adds nothing at all to the game. Um, you know, basically what I did was pay 10 bucks for a uh, for a stuffed alpaca because that was the difference in price between the 3DS game and the and the regular DS game. Um, <clears throat> most of the time I have the 3D the 3D off altogether because it really adds nothing to the game. Um, and if I play for too long, uh, my eyes get tired and um, it wrecks havoc on the battery life for the 3DS. So I think I probably had the 3DS for, on for about 10 minutes on that game. Hmm. <laughs> like, oh, that's about it. I, play, I did play Once Upon a Monster, which was a lot of fun. Believe it or not, it's a kid's game. Not believe it or not, it's a kid's game. But believe it or not, it was a lot of fun. And it is a kid's game. <laughs> Um, I, I also played that game. I got an extra workout playing it for the, for the connect because I played about, I played about half an hour or so, um, of it where we had to run and lean and jump and squat and do all these different, do all these different things with a 40 pound toddler sitting on my shoulders. Um, that's a good workout. I may never be the same. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Sarah, and you can use your cat and I'll use smalls. Yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> that would go really well. <laughs> right. Um, so that's what I played this uh, this last couple of weeks. Oh, my goodness. Wow, what a list. Mm-hmm. Well, as my blog post indicated, I've been uh, busily playing word with, Words with Friends. Uh, I don't know how many games I'm up to now, but they keep growing. People are challenging me now on my Facebook wall. I mean, I may never climb out of the depths of <laughs> the challenges that are 
being heaped upon me. Um, and of course, as I mentioned in my blog post, I have in fact thrown down the gauntlet before Dr. B herself. Um, and I think you are currently ahead of me in points with the last, or I, I don't know, I might be ahead of you, I'm not sure. Uh, I saw that you played a word and then I played one, so. Um, I also, uh, Steam was having a, is having a freebie out there uh, until Sunday, I think it is. They're telling me I have two days left to play it, so I said, hey, why not? So I played Sanctum, and it doesn't sound unlike Orcs Must Die, because uh, I have these, these things, monsters, creatures, trying to run to a portal, and I have to stop them. Right, and I have to put up little boxes and you know try to channel the way that they're going to run through, and then my objective is to kill them as they go by. Well, I just did not do very well at it, and my little portal uh, <laughs> filled up quite quickly, and they were having parties. You know, they they had a little movie for you when you didn't succeed, and so they were partying down in their portal because I sucked. And then um, I also uh, I did a little demo thing on Steam too because I'm quickly becoming quite a Steam. Uh, obsessive fan or whatever so I go on and I'm like oh, play this Saints Row um, third the third Saints Row the third I, I was a couple students were talking about oh I love Saints Row Saints Row those games are great so I'm like okay so this was the initiation station and you got to um, uh, design your avatar right and you could pick the skin color and the eyes, you know, just like you could with the little wee me. But these, this is, of course, much more uh, better, better in graphics. And you can be a hottie guy with bulging muscles and a giant uh, package, should we say? Uh, I was quite impressed by the the size of the um, manhood being offered to me through the little tight boxers. Or I could become a woman. And, of course, this is everything that's wrong with video games in terms of gender, as we've indicated. Because I'm very excited to see what it's like. <laughs> you, need to, you definitely need to get this. Because it goes through, blah, blah. And then one of the little sliding, you can slide, make yourself. Well, they, they do offer skinny or fat. Okay, that those are the terms. You can be either skinny or you can be fat. And fat, that of course. really interesting. She's probably about a size 12. <laughs> okay. Mm. Nice. And then um, the la one of the little sliders you guys would really appreciate it is called sex appeal. Oh, I wonder how how do they make her sexier or not sexier? I know. Can you just imagine? Well, your boobs get bigger. Is and that it? You yeah, you can be either <laughs> oh, a, lazy. An, an A cup or like a double Z cup, which they're ridiculous. And of course, they have this wonderful bounce. I wonder how much. Uh, their designers and how much technology and hours are spent to get just the right amount of jiggle on video game uh, nice. avatars. Yeah, I mean, oh, you can tell there's sure. a lot of attention to this. That reminds me that going back to Brink, it's like, man, we couldn't put the programming dollars into program a woman. It's like, really? Because I wonder how many programming dollars every year I spent on just creating bouncy breasts. The yeah. jiggle, yeah. And they jiggle way more than any breasts I've ever owned. Okay, so uh, anyway... Um, so even with a bra, it's like boing, boing, boing. and you can actually, this is the fun part, uh, choose to wear underwear or not. Nice. Now they don't show you the, well, what they're protecting you from are nipples. Okay. And the, you know, Delta of Venus, shall we say, uh, it's blurred, but otherwise you get a pretty good effect. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. And that you just, the costuming they have is ridiculous. You can pick outfits. And one of them was like, a. God, I can't remember what it was called, but even the guy, you can be a like a like a leather daddy. 
Okay, so so even for the men, it's not just uh, you know they're they're being kind of a certain kind of sexualization too in interesting ways. You know, I was like a leather daddy, you know, like an S and M kind of you know leather and everything. Uh, but you can. So anyway, that I just was enthralled with that, um, and those yeah, are really super interesting. Yeah, you you definitely. And it, it, What's like the it, gameplay like? I I I couldn't get to it because I think all that I all that I have here is just a chance to make my avatar because then I you can upload it to a community uh, that's on Steam or you can um, oh that's interesting yeah and, I, and what was involved with a lot of this this demo that I had was um, uh, advertisements for other things so um, yeah other than designing the person it was I was like oh this is it so I did that I did the sanctum and was bad. I'm doing my words with friends, and um, other than playing the games for our post-apocalyptic adventures, um, I I have nothing else to offer. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's always good. Okay, so <clears throat> next up we have, of course, our favorite, uh, another picture of Smalls in the in our uh, show notes. Yeah, I Smalls to the uh, the show notes this week. <clears throat> uh is what you're eating. Ladies, what you're eating this week? Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm reading stuff for school. That's a, that's about all. I, I read a, I read a, about a half of a building effective business plans book. So that was pretty en- enthralling. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just crushing my students this semester. They're working so hard. Um, but let's see. No, nothing related to games. Nothing besides blogs and, and stuff. Right, just news and stuff. Yeah. How about you? Sadly, I think I'm about in the same boat. Um, it seems to be the theme of like this semester's podcast. Oh, it's just like we read a lot of semester. Yeah, work stuff. Um, well, yeah, I've been reading a lot of work stuff, and but I've been re- I've been sick for like the last week too. Um, and when I'm sick, I don't want to. I think I said this before. I don't want to do anything but sleep. Um, so I would like get in the bed with a book, and then sleep uh, <laughs> I read nothing except stuff for for, uh, for work lots of uh, lots of comp theory articles mm. and uh, uh, well blog, blogs about games but that's it just in my regular kind of Google reader and I have to say I, I hate the new Google reader format but that's all oh come on it's not too bad yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So we're woefully underread. We are woefully underread this week. And what what are we possibly drinking at this? Hour I am of not day? under drinking. Is that a thing? Under yeah. Under drunk. Under drink. Under drunk. Under drunk. <laughs> I have a giant uh, diet coke from McDonald's. Oh. But last night I had several three dollar and fifty cent uh, thirty two ounce mugs of PBR. That's Oof. what I had. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. That's, That's so quality. hipster of you. That's what of me? That's so hipster of you. Okay, first of all, I liked PBR before the hipsters did, which is also <laughs> hipster of me to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was either that Bud Light, Miller Lite. I'm not big fans of those, so yeah. So yeah, I drink uh-huh. a little PBR. That is so hipster of you. Um, <laughs> well, I too am drinking the giant Doctor. Co- doctor. Diet Coke from uh, McDonald's this morning. Oh, my. Ooh, weird. Uh, yeah, see? Uh, and last night, I was drinking uh, 
numerous hot toddies. I've uh, had laryngitis for like the last three days. So I was trying to do everything I could to, to get my voice at least uh, back to its uh, kind of current Brenda Vaccaro level <laughs> so that I could record today. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I have a Starbucks coffee that you can buy from the grocery store. Double shot espresso and cream. Oh, the little oh, cake. I those little love onesies. those. That's how I got through my master's program. I would uh, go into like a two hour long or three hour long class or something and I would drink one of those and then I would be perfectly awake the whole time. It works like crack for me. I guess I don't really know how crack works, but <laughs> yeah, I don't it know. It keeps me awake. Well, the funny thing is, is I had one of those yesterday when I was leaving campus because uh-huh. um, I was tired and I was like, I don't want a, a whole a coffee coffee because I was driving home <clears throat> and I was like, I, I'll have one of those because I needed to, I needed to grab, um, I grabbed a snack for pee at Starbucks. So that's what I have for myself. Yeah. Well, it's, it's going down pretty smoothly. Oh yeah. They're tasty. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so that's what we've been drinking. Not as exciting as Thursday or Thursday nights when we record, but whatever. <laughs> no, not, yeah, no, nowhere near. So, but you know, we do have other things that are exciting, and that's mm. news for the week. <clears throat> so, what do we have in news this week? None of this news want... is mine; it's somebody else's. What? Do it up. This, well, last week, well, I'll, I'll just kind of share some of the, the some of the stuff I put up last last not last week two weeks ago last time we talked about the fact that the 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 new study had shown that ninety one percent of kids from the ages of like two to seventeen um, were gamers or had played games um, had played games um, and now a new study has shown. Uh, that seventeen percent of kids between the ages of five and eight play games every day. Ooh, that's fun! Wow, I like 70% that. Of kids five to eight play Is that, games every from a day. parent perspective. Sam, does that feel like way too much? That feels like way too much for You're five to eight year olds. Yeah, I mean, there's there's way too much going on. Those are prime kind of language acquisition times. Yeah, that's what I would worry um, about too. Those are times that I would definitely rather see kids reading um, than kind of having too much screen time and then engaging with media, um, with certain kinds of media anyway, in, in kind of substantial ways. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, m- my kid's three. Um, she gets an hour of screen time a day and, and her screen time is generally spent watching Barney. Mm-hmm. Or Sesame Street, or I mean, she does watch. She does watch like kids' television shows, but they're not. It's not like she's not watching the crazy, um, crazy television shows. Most of them are the PBS shows where they're teaching them about letters or numbers. Or I mean, those are the kinds of shows that she watches. Mm-hmm. She doesn't watch kind of the general just junky cartoon show. Killing time um, shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's kind of been my 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 thing is if she's gonna watch something for TV on TV, it's gotta have it's gotta have a point to it. It's gotta have some kind of pedagogical point to it. Right. It's gonna teach her something. Um, and she only gets an hour of screen time a day. So, right. and if she wants to if she wants to play if she wants to play her game, 
um, which is the DS and, and never that damn leapfrog game that I actually bought for because I was got sucked into the madness of educational hardware. Um, if she's playing something on the DS, it's generally like the Elmo alphabet game. Cause I mean, those are the games that I buy for her for the most part on the, on the DS as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 17% of five to eight year olds gaming every day. Mm-hmm feels like a lot yeah, it does it feels like a lot um the i'll just share one other bit of news that i thought was interesting or maybe maybe it's two um <laughs> the connect is coming for the pc in in 2012 wow which i think is really interesting um because hmm. i was i was really wondering if the connect was doing that well that they would even continue to push it but clearly um, it's doing better than, than at least I thought because they're launching it for Windows in early 2012. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, if it operates any differently for the, for the PC than it does yeah. uh, on the console. Um, I, I mean, I like Connect games well enough. But they're very much party games. I don't think gonna move beyond they're never gonna move beyond party games. I don't see how they're gonna become kind of um accessories to a hardcore game. Yeah, and and that's why it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to put put it up for PC. I don't know, maybe right. it's not that big of a venture, so it's not like it's costing them a ton of money to, and then they can still offer it for people who don't own consoles. Like if that's the barrier, like because I know a lot of people, we know a lot of people who play games but don't own a console because they can't afford it. So maybe if they could, if they could get it for their PC for a hundred bucks, they'd do it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I mean, there's a difference between standing eight feet away from your TV to play a game and standing eight feet away from your PC. Yeah. PCs just don't lend themselves well to it. I think it's, I think it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on how they're gonna. What the connect is gonna do? I mean, I guess you, you you use your you can use your hands, yes, and everything. But I don't know. Huh, we'll see. I think it'll be interesting. Maybe it'll be more for control than anything else. <laughs> Maybe um, yeah, like touch screen. And uh, the second thing um, is also about the connect, um, but Microsoft is um, is eyeing the business app market um their their plan is to take the connect to the business world huh. um and they're going to use the uh connect uh it to uh, as an accessory for uh new business based applications that they're rolling out so that would be pretty interesting Can you like it would take over for like PowerPoint or something. I mean, I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering exactly what they're going to look like. Are you going to be able to um, like use your hands to to switch slides and what, yeah. around in a very kind of minority report kind of way? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking too. Is that movie? Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be huh. interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, I slapped up a couple quick news stories. The one I saw was, of course, like I said, I am interested in narrative. Is will will computer games kill off the novel? You know, and I, I don't know. Deeper I get into both, I think they're kind of separate animals. I don't know that we have to worry about people not reading in lieu of games. It's almost like people who play games read more. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the people, just in my general population of people I know, they tend to be 
just avid entertainment people, you know. Um, and then the one I saw is that video games spur people to gain weight <laughs> um, because they're more sedentary. They did this study and found that like X amount of gamers consumed, you know, so many more calories than people who didn't game. And of course, you eat when you play, and then so they eat after they play. And then there's some that uh, because they're staying up late, you know, sleep deprivation leads to weight gain because you eat your metabolism's all messed up. So, um, I don't know what you guys think about whether or not video gamers tend to gain more weight, but, um, I think anybody who, who is fairly sedentary, you know, is going to gain more weight and, and, you know, absent the, you know, the Wii or the Kinect or the Move, video games are fairly, uh, console games, well, and PC games are fairly sedentary anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was reading a book though, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't exactly get up and jog and read a book, you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's why it seems like sort of a silly, silly investigation. Like, people who sit more yeah. gain more weight, like, sweet, you know. Like, if I choose <laughs> to spend my time jogging or walking around or playing disc golf versus video games, obviously one's going to burn more calories than the other. So, well, it's you sort know, of like obvious science. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's like grading papers is going to make you... Green, you know, gain yeah, weight. If you, you, know, if you grade papers six hours a day, you're going to gain more weight. Yep. Yep. So anyway, I, I thought that was oh, interesting. Yeah. And then the last thing is because I did a, a video game news article search just this morning, and all over they kept saying the same thing: video game sales down, video game sales down. Mm. Interesting. And uh, you know, Samantha, you'd said, well, you know, the economy's kind of still in the shitter, so you know that's part of it. Mm -hmm. um, you can see where the gaming industry is trying to kind of spark, you know, like the sales on Steam and all these different things. Redbox has got games in them now. I mean, it, I don't know what they could do to try to put a spark in the in the industry to get people. Yeah. I don't know. You know. But anyway, they're worried about it because going into the Christmas season, sure. they foresee a not as well of a market. Don't know. I don't know what that means. Hmm. <laughs> Anybody else? Nope. What are you laughing at? That's just funny. It's like, yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I I, I'm acknowledging yeah. that you spoke words. Yes. Yeah, well, I was just trying to figure out, like, well, why, what would be a, a cause of it? And there's numerous things that you could try to speculate on. I mean, for, for the PS3 to be down to, what, two ninety nine for when it was originally out there for four ninety nine. Yeah, but it's been out for so long. I don't think that's that, that price yeah, been drop. Forever. Yeah, like, what, like six years or something? The and PS3? I saw for two, I saw for, for two forty nine at, uh... GameStop yesterday. PS3's been out that long? It's been out forever, man. I mean, because think about it. I mean, they, they've been through multiple iterations because first they had the ones that would actually yeah, have the hardware support for the PS2 games. Oh, wow. And then they switched to um, they switched to software interior, so it didn't support PS2 games anymore. And those were still the old PS2s. And now the new P thin PS2s, are, I mean, PS3s are out. So they've been around. They've been through at least three or four versions already. God, what was I doing? I must have been sleeping. <laughs> That's what happens when you sleep. I guess. Um, let's not bash sleep, okay? 
Well, what did no. what did we say? The Xbox 720 is is supposed to be coming out soon, so maybe well, that's, that's a rumor. Yeah, that's it'll all be it'll be it'll be, it'll be it'll be at least two or three years before there's a new Xbox. Yeah, it'll it'll be a while. Hmm. All right, our indie game of the week, Alex Lay. You could talk about this one too. Sam, say I told you I'm melodic today. I can make it through the whole episode without singing. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. So mine is um, Frayed Knights, the Skull of Smackdown, uh, and I'm not going to go too in depth with it. Um, but because I spent like 15 hours playing it, I didn't uh, get a chance to play any other indie games. So I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, it's a it's an old school sort of point and click adventure. RPG type game. It's different in some interesting ways than games I've played before, but it's also really similar to a lot of that type of game that I've played before. And I think um, talking to the, one of the developers, um, that's kind of what they were going for. They were going for like a game that was really reminiscent of old games, which is where it really got me um, and why I fell in love with it. I will be more objective in my review, uh, but I fell in love with it because it reminded me of a game I used to play uh, when I was younger called Realms, and it was available only on the Mac, and it like made this awesome point of being only for the Mac. You know, it was one of those companies because nobody made games for the Mac. You know, fifteen twenty years ago, and uh, right, and so like it was a big deal to have this game, and I love that game so much. I played it all the time. It was like a sort of like a D and D style. Uh, where you go into, you explore things and go into battles with different kinds of monsters and stuff. Um, and I, I just spent so many years of my youth playing that. Um, and then I, I bought a couple years later, I bought another edition of it. And then I had to like, I had to, it would only play on like, remember when you had, you could like boot max up in like the old, the old like system system. Yeah. And so you could only play it if you booted up on the old system and now I can't get it at all. Um, mm. So I've always been looking for a game that is like that. And this one really reminds me of that. So it made me really happy and nostalgic for that. Uh, so you have this crew of people. There's four people, um, four characters in your party and they're like contemporary characters sort of, um, mm -hmm. but they're set in this, in this like tr traditional sort of D and D you, you open up in a, you're in a cave and you're like walking around finding skeletons and stuff. And, uh, mm. it's, it's, it's easy. It's fun. It's like 20 bucks. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I, I, I really, it's an enjoyable game. There's some, uh, there's some changes I would make that we will talk probably about when we do the review, um, or some, mm -hmm. or some ways that it didn't, uh, didn't come through all the way for me but uh as far as enjoyment goes that is it's in a very enjoyable addicting game although the developer told me it takes, takes about 30 hours for a playthrough and i am i am not experiencing that it's taking me far longer but maybe it's because i'm reading the text mm -hmm. yeah sam i'm reading the text so there <laughs> which, which is one of the things i love about the game the dialogue is so clever like i'll be sitting by myself on the couch like laughing hysterically because of the dialogue in the game but you just want to make an excuse for let, for talking to yourself. Well, I don't need an excuse for that, okay? But whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, like Alex said, I, I'm playing the game too, and I think it, it it is definitely it's being billed as an old school RPG, and that's exactly what it is. It's an old school RPG. I mean, it it, it brings me back to the old 
almost back, well, not as far back as that. That's how old I am. I was going to say almost <laughs> back to the old Tandy monochromatic screen. Um, but it's not, it's not that old. Um, but definitely kind of um, LucasArts in its, in its heyday kind of line of game. That is a really, really good description for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not, and Alex has did such, does such a great job talking about it. I'm not going to talk more about it now. Yeah, take that. I have to that. wait until the full review comes out. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a good review. I have lots yeah, to say. It sounds like it. Well, like the last game we reviewed, um, The Day in the Woods, yeah. was really was really fun, but it wasn't as complex. And this is a really complex game, so I think we'll have a lot to say. Mm. Mm, nice. Mm. And that is our indie game of the week. Yeah. And now for our issue of the week. <laughs> so it's time for our second time capsule. It's the Not Your Mama's Gamer Video Game Time Capsule. Our Time Capsule series is based on the belief that that video games are, are cultural artifacts that have something to say about um, the cultural moment that they are created in. Um, and, and for this segment, we are spending time going uh, through and choosing three or four games, um, along with the necessary hardware to play them, um, and putting them in a time capsule theoretically right yes. um mm -hmm. to be buried and then uh excavated and 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 no less than a hundred years um the question that kind of looms here is uh is based is that based on these kind of three cultural artifacts what will the discoverers of this time capsule be able to glean about us as a society uh, and this week's time capsule is going to be filled with our choice of apocalyptic games. Mm -hmm. mm. So, ladies, when we're thinking about our apocalyptic games, um, like I said, I played a bunch of them this um, this <laughs> week and played a bunch of them lately. Mm -hmm. um, there was even a point that between the last episode where... We were playing zombie games in this episode where I was playing games of the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. I like that games of the apocalypse. Yeah. I actually had nightmares one night. Oh. oh no. And it was not because the games themselves were so scary because they really weren't. But and I've and I think I've said this before, is my my imagination is like totally and completely overactive. <laughs> so it took all the things that I even found cheesy about some of these games and actually made them scary. Oh no. <laughs> you know, my mind is like constantly going. I'm like, that would actually be scary if they did X. So my mind was like, well, let me do that for you. Uh, so I actually had nightmares one night, and then I spent a lot of time playing Harvest Moon after that. Mm -hmm. uh, it just got to decompress. Um, but I did. I played. Uh, I picked up and played Rage, the new the the new post apocalyptic game, mm. um, which you didn't feel too keen about. Well, yeah, it yeah. was. I didn't. It's like a cross between, how did I put it, Borderlands and 
I don't know. It's like a cross between Borderlands and 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 more of a uh, an old school kind of or a didn't typical... you really like Borderlands? Huh? Didn't you really like Borderlands though? I mean, I did to a certain extent. Um, the the graphics I think were more Borderlandy than mm. anything else. Um, but the thing about Rage is that there were a lot of like fetch quests that drove me mm. crazy. It was like, yeah, oh, I'm getting sick of those. Go to point A and talk to person A, and then come back and talk to me. But oh, you I get hate to that. point A, and person at point A would give you another quest that involved you going back to person A, going to person A prime, and blah blah blah. So it was kind of really <laughs> getting on my nerves because it was it was too much like grinding. Um. And that really drove me yeah. nuts. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, that and the fact that, you know, really, if I sneak up behind a mutant or a zombie or whatever the hell they may be at that point, and I double tap you in the back of the head, you should <laughs> not turn around and chase me. Yep. No. Yeah. You should go down. Uh, and that gets whole... screamed at my at my TVs in my house so often. Like, I shot you six times in the head. <laughs> How are you not down? Right. <laughs> Gotta be believable. Plus, right. like, there's a time and place for those, um, the grinding, you know, like, uh, like, uh, like, wow and stuff like that. But in a zombie game, you want to kill stuff, right? Like a post-apocalypse game, you want to be doing action, not little quests. Yes. Yeah, see, and that's the thing, is that, yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Well, you know, well, let me say this. I'm fine with it not just being a straight beat-em-up or a straight shooter mm -hmm. like zombie games. Because I want a narrative in a post-apocalyptic game. Because yeah, I want to know absolutely. what happened. Kind of like a Fallout 3. Right, like Fallout 3. Um, or Bioshock. Yeah. I, I mm -hmm. want to know the story. So I, I'm, fine with, I'm fine with some quests, but don't make them stupid quests. Right? Because Kill the quests weren't teaching me anything. <laughs> yeah, the quests weren't teaching me anything. They were just kind of like, oh, busy. Here. Just and busy work. Up. Right. And find out if so-and-so's dead, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was busy work. But, okay, that's that's neither here nor there. So that was Rage. Um, and I also played Fallout 3. Um, and I played Fallout New Vegas, which I bought for the first time right before the extra credit game marathon. Um, and wasn't really terribly fond of because Fallout New Vegas just felt like um, more DLC for Fallout 3. Because remember with Fallout 3, they started doing the DLC of certain cities. Mm -hmm. I think they could have just added New Vegas to that instead of releasing it as a separate game. Um, Interesting. <coughs> excuse me. I meant to mute before I did that. <laughs> But it snuck up on me. Um, and the other game that the post-apocalyptic game that uh, that I played and have been playing is Deus Ex. Yeah. So um, if I consider those four or five games, because I threw Bioshock in there, um, I think the game that I would add to the time capsule would be Fallout Three. Um, and I'll tell you more about why once everybody else throws their games oh, in, okay. and we can figure out why we put them all in. Okay, oh. well, I can go next. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me, my turn. <laughs> um, the ones that I thought about when I was trying to decide what to put in um, was Deus Ex, um, which we've talked about on the show before. Um, Battlefield, which I haven't played extensively. I've just, you know, played a little here and there on other people's consoles because I don't own it. But um, I chose Battlefield because Battlefield 3 is coming out. Um, 
And is it is it on Tuesday that's coming out or the following Tuesday? Anyway. Well, Battlefield 3's out already. No. That's yeah. not possible. Modern Warfare 3 comes out Tuesday. Oh, I am fully aware when Modern Warfare 3 comes out. <laughs> Did Battlefield? I'm, I'm, are you someone looking at Yeah, we're up? all looking at it. It said it became available 10-25-2011. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, son of a gun. Okay. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me scratch that. So I chose Battlefield 3 because it just came out. And uh, the uh, I haven't played Battlefield 3, but the advertisements for it are so awful um the soundtrack to the game is 99 problems and a bitch ain't one oh I come on correctly right. not, not soundtrack to the not soundtrack to it but the uh song they've been using for it right so um i thought that would i thought that game even though i'm not terribly interested in it that game would say a lot about our culture um fallout 3 was a game i thought of and then um i picked a a, a post-apocalyptic ios game called zombie trade wars um which is really fun if i'm gonna put one in the uh in the time capsule i think it's going to be deus ex um because they go i, I think that it's so revealing um the stuff that happens like the uh, characters the peripheral characters in detroit oh what's, what's her name do you guys remember oh the trash woman yeah the trash woman uh, uh, I'm totally. I think it's Letitia. I'm based on it. Right? Yeah, it is like Letitia. 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 Yeah. Um, I think it's really revealing. Like, not like so much the the actual gameplay because that's sort of a that's more standard, like shooting people and stuff like that. But like the 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 cursor the the peripheral characters, I think are really interesting. And also, like the big head person in that, like the main person in the game, is this crazy brilliant scientist. And mm -hmm. it's a woman. So I think that's really... Oh. Um, although you're sort of trying to save her. So that sort of goes back to that old narrative. So I thought it's like this nice... Um, I, I'm talking about my game now. I'm sorry. I, re I realized that we no, were supposed fine. to wait. Okay, yeah. so, uh, yeah. so I like that it has the conflict of like newer narratives about women and their role in science and things like that. But also still the same complicated uh complications of like the damsel in distress narratives mm. um and things like that so i thought that it was a nice well plus like plus you have sort of like the aug the med medical augmentation stuff and then you also have the uh the like crazy racist um portrayal of people in detroit um so mm -hmm. it, i thought it was it had some nice depth to it some complexity so that's why why i would put it in there but zombie trade wars the whole point of me getting that out of the way was to say zombie trade wars is so fun it's this game you uh you have a certain amount of money and you travel around to different cities um to buy things and sell things that's your goal is to try and make money um in the mm -hmm. zombie apocalypse so you can like buy survival guides um, in one city, if they're twenty bucks a piece, and then you can go to the next city, and the market value in the next city might be forty bucks a piece. So then you can go there and then sell them. Um, Sounds like Drug Wars. Remember that old the old game Drug Wars. I don't think mm. I played that. Ah, see, I played a game called Happy Weed once, which was like <laughs> Pac Man, except you went around eating drugs. That's where I learned about so many drugs for the first time, like peyote. I never so knew what peyote was until that and. Like, you could go around and get beer. Anyway, that, neither here nor there. So, Happy Weed. If you ever are interested, go ahead and Google that. Um, so, so yeah. So, Zombie Trade Wars. And then you try to you try to make money um, by, like, 
going to cities, you know, so you can sell like bite kits or sell shotgun shells or, and then you get attacked by zombies sometimes, or like people will try and, uh, extort you for like to buy their protection or just steal your money. So, uh, I just, I thought that game was super fun. You know what? Okay, so I spelled Deus Ex wrong. I know. I saw her fixing okay. that because I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> okay. Well, I uh, see. You put Battlefield. You put. I, I didn't. Which Battlefield are you putting in? Are you putting Battlefield Three in? Because that's not post-apocalyptic. Well, I really. The one I was thinking. The one that I've played was Two, which is post-apocalyptic. But I just thought it was relevant since Three. Is a hot topic right now. Yes. Yeah, well. Ladies, I took this homework assignment very, very seriously. And I researched post-apocalyptic games until I was blue in the fingers, right? I think that has a different meaning. Oh, okay. Until I was um, quite tired. So every time I had a spare moment from my office to home to wherever, I was looking up post-apocalyptic video games. And I did see overlap with zombie games because often the post-apocalyptic event Mm -hmm. has resulted in mutated uh, life forms. So there was a bit of an overlap. And I was surprised by some of the games categorized. And I saw many lists as well. So uh, Fallout 3 was a popular choice of many other top 10 lists, I noticed. Um, but one of the games that surprised me was being considered post-apocalyptic, and I guess, I, I don't think I played through the whole thing, but Kingdom Hearts? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought, the Disney game? That's post-apocalyptic? I, I guess, right? Um, uh, and I found an old-school one, because I was like, well, what is what exactly is the span of our quote-unquote age? You know, like, does it count the 90s? Are we counting only the aughts, or whatever we call ourselves now? And so there was a Nintendo game that you can play online. It's a Flash game now, of course, right? Called Chrysalis. Chrysalis. And this one was the result of, yeah, a nuclear war. Okay, a global thermonuclear war, okay? And has wiped out humanity. And it's 100 years after this event that you go around now and you are trying to kind of an evolution has taken place and you're trying to go around and kind of repopulate and, and you know, all these things. And um, that one's really old school. I think it was from 1990. But I th- was interested in how what they categorized as a post-apocalyptic event versus what we were doing now in the 2000s, right? Ten- and within 10 years, you know, when the Berlin Wall came down in 90, right, um, the Cold War was kind of getting colder or warmer, however you want to say. Um and so nuclear war now, you know, it seems like now what the games are interested in and their narrative would be a scientific fallout, you know, some kind of pandemic maybe, um, maybe global warming, you know, some sort of uh, global natural event. But I thought it was curious to see what the event of the apocalypse, how that altered. And um, I also played a little bit of Half-Life 2, which was a lot like the movie book 1984. You know, you, you had that kind of vibe. And it also gave me a vibe at the beginning of um, 12 Monkeys, for some reason, uh, the movie. And um, With what Willis, was, right? Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, because you're kind of in this world and you're waking up and, you, you know, you have these 
you're on this train is what's going on. There's this person talking to you. And just about the way this, the, the, the video screens were talking and you have like a certain task and something has happened and you've got to figure out. I don't know. I kind of felt like how Bruce Willis kind of wakes up and all of a sudden he's back in time and he has certain things he's supposed to do. I don't know. <laughs> just because it was grimy too. And I it was curious that it was dystopian. My Crystalis game was... Uh, actually rather positive because the world had ended and was now being rebuilt. But Half-Life 2 is dystopian. Um, so, I don't know. And then, you know, if we can throw Bioshock on the table, that's the one I always wanted to put, uh, consider because uh, because what uh, uh, Alex, what you said about the augmentation, you know, how we're using science and how, you know, he's always trying to inject the... Um, I don't think they call them serums, but he's always using this stuff with the bees and he can do stuff with his arms and, you know, he goes and he can do all these puzzles and it's underworld, you know, water world and you got the big daddies and we've all played Bioshock and it's such a huge, um, it was a huge game when it came out mm -hmm. and it, certainly there's a reason why it, it was, people responding to it. So that's the game I would put in as a capsule, but I thought it was interesting to chart how the apocalyptic event has changed throughout the years. So anyway, that's my ramble. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Bioshock is, is the one Sarah's putting in. That's what I would put in. That game really did leave an impression. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. And <clears throat> Alex is putting in Deus Ex. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting in Fallout 3. And I think, interestingly enough, I think we're, we're all putting in similar games for similar reasons. And... Mm -hmm. and Perhaps it's because that's the uh, the way that many of our games are kind of geared is that, um, <clears throat> excuse me. You if, need another hot you, toddy. I do need another hot toddy. My voice is going. Uh, <clears throat> is that science is the thing that seems to be destroying the world in all of these games. Yes, right? absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's physical augmentation, whether it's the environment, um, whether it is, you know, wh whatever it is, right, um, in whatever form it takes. Yeah. Is it actual kind of post-nuclear destruction of the physical environment? Is it a zombie apocalypse? Is it, you know, mutation? It's all of these different things. And I think that, like, for Fallout 3, you know, it's it's all about, um, you know, the the destruction of the environment, right? Um, you know, you're, you're, you, when you wake up, <clears throat> um, actually in three, you're being born um, into a bunker that is supposed to protect you. <clears throat> uh, and then you eventually, because of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, gosh, you eventually find yourself kind of leaving the bunker and, and going, out into the, going out into the world that exists. Um, to seeing what to see what's still out there in order to kind of maintain yourself at this point. Mm. Um, you know, there are unexploded nuclear bombs laying mm. around. Um, there are kind of um, Mad Max kind of rogue um, <laughs> guerrilla troops running around ready to take you out. There are people that you can build alliances with. There's all kinds of shit, and it's all very brown. It's all very kind of post-nuclear. Mm -hmm. um, 
There's, you know, there's no greenage growing. Do you think, Sam, um, that maybe one of the things that's going on with that then, because it's certainly that way in Deus Ex 2, like, mm-hmm. the landscape's not like it is in Fallout 3. In Fallout 3, like you were saying, it's very brown, and, but in Deus Ex, it's very, like, industrial and yeah. metal and concrete. But still, in in th- both of those games, I don't know, I never played Bioshock, actually, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I don't know, so I don't know if it's the same in there, but... Um, What's well, underwater? Yeah, you're, under, you're in underwater. Okay, so you're underwater, so. but in, in, yeah. in at least those two games that I've played you're always trying to like seek out other humans, you know, like you're always right. So like science has maybe like done all this crazy stuff. There's bombs everywhere. The landscapes look different. Um, but you're always like sort of seeking the company of other human beings. Right. I think that one of the bigger differences between those two games is with Deus Ex, it is still very industrial the, that the buildings and the machines have all survived the apocalypse or been rebuilt after right, the apocalypse. Right, right. So the apocalypse affects the organic matter uh-huh. in Deus Ex. And in Fallout, it affects everything. It's, it's, it's like nuclear, just like a nuclear bomb going out. Mm-hmm. It's taking out everything, you know, people and buildings alike. And that's not what happens in Deus Ex. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, I was curious too about the dystopian versus utopian. There's very, very few. I mean, you can have an a, a apocalyptic game that offers a hopeful, you know, vision of like the world, that's- but... They're so dark, these. Bastion does. Does it? Bastion, I mean, if you think about oh, it, yeah. is, is, a, is a post-apocalyptic game. I mean, you wake up and, you know, the, 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 uh, the evil has happened already and yeah. you have mm. to rebuild the world. That's like the Dark Cloud. Old school. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I remember, too, like thinking back, since we have done no reading, I'll bring this up. Uh, Mackenzie Bork <laughs> is a game theorist, and he wrote about yeah, dystopias, yeah. Uh, utopias, and then atopias. And he sort of saw video games as like an atopian place. And maybe maybe that's part of like what we're seeing happening, is it's not like so simple dystopia, ato- uh, utopia, mm-hmm. like that simple division. It's more like a way to explore the, con- you know, like the, mm-hmm. the concept of what's happening after the apocalypse. So, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's interesting because I, I think that definitely the apocalyptic games show the fear that we have of, sure. of, of science and technology either gone horribly wrong or in the wrong hands. Yeah, yeah. Wrong hands, probably. I think it's probably more specifically, is more specifically kind of there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It certainly plays to a deeper consciousness. I think that's in our culture right now. You know that, like you said, it's it's preying on, or not preying, but you know, it, it, like Alex, I like the point you say. It's kind of helping us work through a, a trauma that's not yet happened, but sort of like we all anticipate. You know. Well, I don't know if it hasn't happened yet. I mean, think about like well, how okay, yeah, separate. Yeah. Well, certainly there's not not you know like a it's not a wasteland, but but as far as like getting disconnected from other humans, right? Like. Like, I always think, whenever I think about the post-apocalypse, I always think of that scene from iRobot. Now, iRobot, I, I don't hate as a movie, but we were <laughs> in an RV, and we had two DVDs, iRobot and War of the Worlds, the one with Tom Hanks, <laughs> or not Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, so I've probably seen iRobot, I'm not exaggerating, probably 25 times. So I, um, I like it. It's fine. It, it's fine. Uh, but anyway, I always think whenever I think about it, I think of that scene where like the robots, they open the thing and the robots are all like huddled together in the corner Uh of the, uh, of the train car. Mm -hmm. 
Right, I right. Think, I think about like humans acting that way in the post-apocalypse too. Like, there's, you know, maybe there's no reason for us to like huddle together, but we still do, just like the robots, you know. And now I'm like sounding like some crazy futurist or something, but with with technology <laughs> and sort of the uh, how we're physically more separate, that might be one of the reasons why we're so obsessed with these stories about seeking out and finding other humans in the post-apocalypse. That the technology that divides us is is sort of it's almost like a we hope for it's gone. So much of our life is dependent upon it, but our post-apocalyptic fantasies are mm-hmm. of a world that's or- that returns to an organic, to its base. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Human connection. No man is an island. Now I feel love for my fellow humans. Yeah. And now I don't. Oh. I'm past it. <laughs> You're over it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, ladies. So th- those are our three games for our for our post apocalyptic our games. I like I like the uh, phrase the games of, of the apocalypse yeah. Uh, yeah. for our time capsule. <clears throat> um, how about we run through some quick buys of the week before we say goodbye buys to folks? What about our contest? Oh well, we'll talk about that after we do the buys oh, of the week. Okay. Uh, deals for broke ass gamers. Deals for broke ass gamers. Steam Tropico four. 33% off. Uh, Conflict Denied Ops, 75% off. There's also a bunch of games that are 10% off, as usual. One of them is L.A. Noir. You can get it for cheaper other places anyway, so don't get it on there. Uh, 20 bucks now at the store. Yeah, 20 bucks, so you oh, can get it there. Yeah. So it's still like 45 there uh, on Steam. Uh, Good Old Games has Inlight Software, 60% off. And then I World Star Wars. That is definitely not the game. Uh, Star Wars is out there though it's not a Star Wars well maybe it is maybe it is Star Wars I'll check that while we're talking about our contest so there's another game that's 60% off to be determined Uh, Amazon is buy two get one free on select games and Mm -hmm. this one I'll let Sam announce yeah right 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 so this one you could do Sam since this one got you (laughs) yeah this is one of the ones that got me this week Target also has Buy two get one free um, on all their games nine ninety nine to seventy nine ninety nine. Wow, yeah, that was the one that sucked me in. Because yeah. <clears throat> when you go there to buy one, you're like, well, if I'm gonna buy one, I might as well buy two. Yep. Yeah. It's Star Wolves. Star Wolves. My bad. Oh, Star Wolves, okay. Star Wars. But uh, Might Magic Nine also at Good Old Games is five ninety nine this is this week. Oh, I don't I know if that's that. a sale or if that's just their new release. Um, and it's in full 3D, that, and it looks like it might be really awesome. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'd be tempted. It's a, of course, it's a, it's an old game because that's what good old games are. And it's God, that game's almost ten years old already. Wow. Yeah. Um, but if you're in the mood for a, a fantasy RPG, this is definitely way to go. It's another old school RPG. Alex, you actually might really like that one. Yeah, I might need to check that out. You said 10 years. I just realized my 10-year anniversary, not 10-year anniversary, 10-year uh, high school reunion is going to be coming up. My da, da, 20 da. is tomorrow. Is or it? next year, I mean. Next year. I think 2013 is my 10. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Side note. That's really cute. Your 10-year <laughs> high school reunion. I know. She's such a little baby, isn't she? I know. Shit. I could have given birth to her. Um, that, that's a, that's a post-apocalypse <laughs> I want to imagine. <laughs> I came out of... Come here, mama needs her medicine. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> Alright, so, you heard mention of it already, now it's time, um, 
it t- it's time to talk about it in more detail. We have contests. <laughs> and we're actually going to run uh, two simultaneous contests this time. I don't know why, because we're crazy. Um, <laughs> because I felt bad that I wasn't participating. She was guilted. I was guilted. She, I guilted myself. She was, She guilted herself. I don't know why, but okay. Um, so uh, the two contests that we're running this week. Okay, here's the first one. Now, everybody knows what 11-11-11 is, right? Yeah, it's the date of the release for, of Skyrim. You know, I know everybody's, everybody's waiting for that one. If you're not, you should be. Um, There's something else looming in my future in the next couple days that is sort of taking over my excitement for Modern Skyrim. Warfare 3 comes out on the 8th. We know. Well, I like how you had a nice neutral tone about that. That was good. <laughs> well, we're going with Skyrim because <clears throat> you know we are <clears throat> excuse me I'm sorry I should I should have muted it before I did that again um so it's a Bethesda game of course it's the 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 latest in the series of the Elder Scrolls games um definite 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 awesome hardcore ass RPG game um and we're going to give away a copy of Skyrim now, in order to win a copy of Skyrim, we're gonna you're gonna have to do you're gonna have to do something um, to be entered into the to be entered into the drawing. We are going to um, post uh, a uh, status update on our Facebook page for Not Your Mama's Gamer, um, and you have to share uh, that that. Uh, status update on your own Facebook page, um, and what that will then do is give us give us um, a link of a list of people who have shared that post. And what we will do finally is to draw um, a uh, a winner using a random number generator like we did last time um, from the the folks who have shared that post. Um, and to uh, make it fair, today is Friday. The post, the post, and this podcast will be up within the next couple of hours if I can stay awake <clears throat> from the cold medicine. I'm gonna have to dope myself up with afterwards. Um, and so we'll start the we'll start the contest with the post, right? Yep. And how long should we run? Uh, how long should we run the the contest? How, how long should people have to share? Mm. Week, two weeks. Oh, that's a long time. Oh, what do you think, Alex? Alex, uh, two weeks is a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. A week. We do like five days. We do five days. Does it taste Friday? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You got until midnight on Tuesday, which is actually midnight on Wednesday. So eleven fifty nine on Tuesday. Um, yeah. And eleven fifty nine on Tuesday is the point at which we will write down in order the shares of the post in question, um, and we will draw the winner of the uh, we'll draw the winner of the of the um, blah, of the contest. Yeah. Um, we'll do random number generator again. Random number generator again. Should we draw it live or should we draw it on the tenth and and ship on the eleventh? No, we, well, I think we should announce it on our podcast. 
Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. We'll 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 draw the we'll draw the winner live and announce it on the next podcast. Mm-hmm. There we go. Woo! Skyrim. Woo! <laughs> All righty. Uh, and our second contest. Miss Lane. Our second contest is sponsored by me uh, as part of NYM Gamer <laughs> and being a broke-ass gamer myself, I'm going to buy a t-shirt for Ooh. a Purdue t-shirt for um, the winner of the following contest. Uh, your your job to participate in the Not Your Mama's Gamer t-shirt contest, sponsored by Alex Lane and <laughs> Purdue in accordance with NYMG. Copyright 2011 uh, is to make a comment on our iTunes, um, our iTunes uh, page. So go onto iTunes, download the podcast, write a little comment on there, and uh, we'll do a drawing for an awesome T-shirt sponsored by us. Awesome, and uh, and you can win that. Okay, and once again, we'll 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 cut. We'll do the same cutoff of uh, five days. Does that sound good, or do you want to run that one longer, Alex Lane? Five days is perfect for me. Okay, so we'll do the same cutoff, and we'll, we'll make a list in uh, chronological order and use the random number generator to draw our winner again on the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Contests. Woo! Woo! Freak stuff. Everybody Free loves stuff. stuff. Skyrim, are you kidding? What a deal. And the t-shirt. I, I want to win Skyrim. Can I win? I, I want to win a t-shirt. I'll be playing Skyrim like so hardcore before then. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I'm picking it up at midnight. I am not even playing. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna canceling all my classes, and not that not that I'm gonna cancel all my classes, but I'm gonna cancel all my classes on Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> I'm gonna stay home. Say I have mono. Well, that mono that'll get you. That's yeah. right. That's right. Oh, but that's for Modern Warfare Three because Skyrim comes out on Friday. I know. <clears throat> I know. At least I don't have to cancel anything. I got all weekend. <laughs> It. <laughs> I just need somebody to watch my kid. Not it. <laughs> okay. As if you would sign me up for that anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm always the first. Oh, I snorted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Woo. Woo. All right. So that brings us to the end of our 22nd episode. Can you believe it? That's of the crazy. Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast. Um, remember, um, you can. Find us online at numerous places. Definitely check out the blog. See what interesting and smart things we have written um, lately um, at NY. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, NYM Gamer. Yeah, cool. yeah. Here we go. Have you been to the website, Sam? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice <laughs> uh, at nymgamer.com. Um, there's, like I said, we even though we, we podcast every two weeks, um, we post regularly. We say really smart things. Please feel free to leave comments. Uh, <clears throat> check out our videos. Um, see what we have to say. Um, you can also follow us uh, on Twitter at, at nymgamer. Um, you can email us questions or comments, um, um, or even if you want to uh, kind of create an audio file, which we will we will play on the air and then uh, and then respond to um, at nymgamer at gmail dot com. Um, you can like us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash nymgamer. Mm-hmm. Did I forget anything? No. <laughs> Did you get the email? The Gmail. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Know okay. nym nymgamer at gmail dot com. All right. 
Um, so there are myriad uh, there are myriad ways to find us. Um, also, you can find us on iTunes. Okay, I lied. Um, <laughs> you can find you can find us on iTunes. <laughs> um, you can find us on iTunes. Um, just look up not your mama's ga- gamer. Um, download the podcast. Leave us a comment to be entered into the contest for the free T-shirt. Um, on Facebook, you just got to search for Not Your Mama's Gamer because the, the slashy thing is not working right now for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and uh, leave us, uh, remember from the Facebook page, from our Facebook page, if you share uh, the post that's going to go up this afternoon, um, you'll show up in our list of shares. And guess what? Then we will use that as your entry into the contest to win a free copy of Skyrim on the console of your choice. Pretty much the greatest contest ever. No, ever. No, ever, ever, ever. So those are the, those are the ways that you can reach us. Um, But uh, like I said, thanks for joining us for another episode of not your mama's gamer. Please feel free to contact us. We look forward to hearing from you. We do this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and until next time, um, enjoy Modern Warfare 3 and Skyrim. <laughs> uh, stay, stay, stay safe, stay hydrated, and get some kind of sleep. Um, <laughs> and, of course, game on. Game on. Game on. Game on.